0: This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, Owe oh Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood,
1: and Craig.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the picks are in. This is going to be an extraordinarily nerdy episode, but I think you guys are really, really, really going to like it. One of the elements of a primary that I enjoy the most are the people that aren't going to win. It kind of represents something that I find extraordinarily brave and daring and stupid and expensive, you know, the core elements of the American dream, (laughs) about people running for president when they obviously have no chance. But there's also a very strategic way of understanding how these campaigns normally run. And so I have recruited fellow electoral nerd Evan Scrimshaw to put together with me the first ever failed candidate draft. I'm going to go over the rules while we are talking to a scrim in a second, but I will tell you, I had an absolute blast doing this. I think you guys are really going to like it. So let's go ahead and cut all the preamble for dog and pony show audio. This is politics, politics, politics. My name is Justin Robert Young. Welcome back to the show, Evan.
1: Thanks for having me, man. It's been too long.
0: All right. I have been a defender of the fact that this GOP primary has been slow developing. And I looked at it and I was initially, I'm like, well, you know, if you look at successful campaigns, they tend to uh, come out later, blah, 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 blah. And then in preparation for this, I did some research into our last primary, which is a Democratic primary in 2019, leading into 2020. And like so much stuff had happened already at this point in that, in that primary that now I'm just annoyed. So we have a, we have a, a bit of a high concept thing. We're going to do a terrible campaign fantasy draft. And I will explain what that is in a second. Uh, but first, Evan, we have not talked to you in a little bit. What is your read on this GOP primary as it stands right now?
1: DeSantis doesn't have a lane because he's 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 in trying to be the candidate for everybody. He's become the candidate kind of for nobody like he's too Trumpy for the like, I would just like to never think about Donald Trump. I used to vote for Mitt Romney. Um, I really wish being a Republican didn't ostracize me with all my socially liberal friends, but he's not Trumpy enough for the Trump supporters. He's
0: he's also diet- not a candidate, right? Which is the other problem is that like the whatever limbo he's lived in, like and and however it looked good on paper, it it, it has certainly not burnished his standing in the polls, which were good a month and a half ago and now are much less good.
1: Yeah, and the reason they were good is because he was coming off this like landslide. How the hell do you win Florida by that amount? And then he just went back to being governor of Florida and the problem is that he spent this year being like I'm I'm like too good to engage with Donald Trump. And yeah, I'm sorry, you you you, you can't do that like you can't you 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 can't just avoid Donald Trump and be like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like talk around him and I'm gonna be the governor still. I, I and and I'm I gonna will, yeah, like, it I, just doesn't work.
0: I will say that you can credit Donald Trump politically that he made sure he couldn't. You know, Donald Trump made sure that the screws were put to him and made sure that every moment that he was not responding, he had to choose was he staying above the fray or was he going to get into the mud pit. Desantis, which you know, look, uh, the the time is ticking down for me to have any kind of faith that like there is a a rebrand or uh, you know that that comes along with his campaign launch. But at the same time, there is a moment in which you're going to have to stand up and fight that has yet to show up. And you know, uh, uh, my my biggest fear for his campaign is that if he thinks he has already started doing it, then We're already done.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And also not a very good public speaker. Like every time I see, like I physically see him speak, I'm like, oh, you are not particularly good at this. And he's not a he's not an entertaining watch. And the thing about Trump can't admit to say this, but like entertaining a cell like he's he's. You kind of want to tune in because, you know, he's going to say something wild. Well, you you don't know where it's going, but, you know, it's going somewhere interesting.
0: You know, the weird thing is, is I kind (laughs) of feel like for DeSantis, this is. I kind of feel like there are clean, clear lanes for attack on Trump. And I do feel that, like, while Trump is an entertaining person, he's. You know, he's Benny Hill. Like you you know what's gonna happen. There's he doesn't have a lot of different lanes to surprise, I guess, at this point. I do think that there is that there are are clear ways that you can draw at least a lane for yourself somewhere in the middle there. And I don't think that Trump has necessarily done a lot to close that off. What he has done is forced DeSantis to either act or looked inactive. And thus far he has looked inactive and and what I'm guessing the people in Tallahassee would say is, well, he, DeSantis is being governor and that matters because what we want to demonstrate is that DeSantis actually governs and he doesn't just politic and good luck, I guess, you know, I guess we'll, we'll find out in early May whether or not that's, that's the case.
1: Yeah. The problem with that theory is that like Donald Trump doesn't have a particularly good legisl- legislative track record, but like, Donald Trump is the reason the right have gotten their most substantive and broad policy success of the last fifty years. So he was a successful president for most Republican primary voters. Yes, like most Republican primary voters are extremely happy with the Trump presidency solely because they now hold they now hold the court and well, repealed.
0: I think that's the biggest thing is that to me is the reason why I still think that there is a line of attack against Donald Trump, whether DeSantis is the person to do it or not is, is the was right. Like the, the way to attack Donald Trump is that he is a has-been and that he will lead the party to ruin. Good job. Thank you. We appreciate it. You're a loser now. And here's the case for why you are a loser. Here's the case for why you're going to lose again. And here's what I would do. The 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 fact that this primary is so f- weird. Where even when we first talked about it, but you know, my question to you was, what's the state of the primary? And you, like uh, uh, everybody else who has announced for this, uh, for this primary, the the first comment is the it to not Trump.
1: Well, yeah, because the thing about Trump is that like he's just he just is what he is at this point, and. I I think he would be vulnerable. The problem is is that I've been like stewing over like a name of like, because I don't think DeSantis is that guy because DeSantis was way too close to Trump right until the moment he decided he actually had a lane to run for president. And so it's like, it would need to be someone with a, with a established political brand before Donald Trump arrived. But I'm looking at the bench of like senators elected pre say 20, like pre 2016. And I'm like, okay, well like what are we just going to rerun Ted Cruz? Like part of the problem is the GOP don't have a particularly spectacular bench, which is well, why. Well, I mean, certainly, yeah, the list certainly of not one post-revolution,
0: right? You know,
1: yeah, I, like it. I, it, it it's and great, I mean, I, I do think that Sanders is, is
0: the guy. It's just whether or not he can be the guy. You know, there, there's there's the difference between having a lane and running correctly, and you know, I, I've said on this show before. Nothing is really on in the Republican primary until Christina Peshaw at replies Donald Trump Jr. Like that, that to me, that is when DeSantis at his best in terms of the electoral prowess that he showed in Florida is fully clicking for what he wants to do nationally. If we're not there, then what's the point? Like if he's not going to fight, then what's the point?
1: Right, although okay, first off, she follows me on Twitter, and I have no idea why. Like, I don't follow her, and like, she felt like she that that was very random when I found out I had that fault. Like the eye but, of
0: Sauron from the Sunshine State, <laughs> just gazing across the landscape.
1: But uh, no, but the thing is, is that like they don't want to be too anti-Trump in case Trump just like either for health reasons, indictment reasons, or just general his inability to not say crazy yeets uh, himself out of the primary. They want to be the sort of successor to that vote. But, but even even then is crazy
0: to me because Trump of anybody, I feel like both him and his audience, they want the fight. Like right, exactly. Ted Cruz, but it's a Ted, Ted Cruz yeah. never got cheered louder for Trump audiences than after he lost. He was the last man standing with Trump. Like they respected him more for getting his ass kicked, but doing it for a significant period of time,
1: right? Like no one respects Marco Rubio. People, people somewhat respected Ted Cruz, right? Like, yeah, even the you know even the convention speech, right? Even the Cruz convention speech was, you know, it was a oh god, I'm just praising a lot of people I don't like today. Apparently, uh, it was a brave <laughs> act. It was a substantially braver act than anything Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio or John Kasich have ever done.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, that is pretty much our, our Trump and DeSantis talk because the way that we're going to do this, well, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, here, is the, here is the game. Every campaign, no matter what, has a beginning and an end. We can measure that beginning and an end in days. We are going to draft three candidates each from the Republican field and the lowest amount of combined days between those three candidates are going to mark the winner of our terrible candidate primary draft. So just to give you a sense, I put together some stats here from the 2020. Race of all the candidates that dropped out before the primary. So these were the ones that spent the least time in the race. At the absolute bottom, we have Richard Ohida and Eric Swalwell, who spent respectively 75 days and 91 days in the draft. These are the prime terrible candidates. If you draft an Ohida or a Swalwell, you are delighted. This is amazing. That is a great performance. Some folks that were in the middle, in the hundreds of days in the race. Mike Ravel, John Hickenlooper, Jay Inslee, Kirsten Gillibrand, Bill de Blasio. In the 200 days and, uh, and over, we have Tim Ryan, Beto O'Rourke, and then in the 300 days, Cory Booker's, Marianne Williamson's, Julian Castro's, and Kamala Harris's. Uh, John Delaney announced like you know uh, eleven minutes after Trump got into office, so he was at the largest, spending nine hundred and seventeen days in office, despite dropping out right before the New Hampshire primary. I guess it was the Iowa primary. We dropped out before the primaries, or no? I know it was New Hampshire because yeah, Iowa has a caucus. All right, so uh, though that's that's the sense as we go into this, I have one more rule to throw at you, but. Do you have any questions?
1: Um, Are we doing, so we're doing cumulative days from announcement, not from today.
0: From announcement.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Nikki Haley versus Tim Scott is a, okay. So here we
0: go. I'm going to, I'm glad that you've asked that. There are currently five candidates that have announced Larry Elder, Nikki Haley, Asia Hutchinson, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Donald Trump. Currently. As we record this on May 2nd, the uh, candidate with the smallest, with the shortest amount of days is Asia Hutchinson. He only filed his FEC paperwork six days ago. Other than that, Larry Elder has been in for 12 days. Nikki Haley has been in for 77. And Vivek Ramaswamy has been in for 70. Of course, Donald Trump announced November of last year. So he is already into the damn near 170 day. Mark. So what I would say here, and the only thing that I am, I am fudgeable on rules wise is we do want everybody to announce, right? We don't want to reward picking anybody that's not going to announce. We want to make that a bit of a, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a danger area to pick somebody who may or may not announce. So, I would say we can pick anybody that has either has or has not announced, but if they do not announce, then it has to be an immediate you know like two hundred day penalty or something like that
1: yeah i i i I had three hundred days in my, Perfect. Um, in my head right. then yeah, let's, my let's let let's
0: let's split the difference and say it's two fifty sure, all right, so it's a two fifty day penalty Hope everybody's keeping notes at home as you guys are uh, uh, conducting your own terrible candidate fantasy draft. Evan, you are my guest. You get the first pick on the board.
1: It's uh, a Hutchinson uh, Hutchinson partially because he has like absolutely no lane. He's like trying to ostensibly run as like a kind of sort of like, not he he's trying to run in the i don't want to call it never Trump Lane, but in the sort of like can we move the leap on from the sky lane yeah um he has like real scott walker 2015 vibes which that's a that's a presidential campaign no one has remembered happened but only real know,
0: heads only real heads know walker mania that existed for about two months on fox news
1: right but what's gonna he's not even gonna get the get the two months of uh Hutchinson mania but what he is gonna get is a lot of people being like can you just please like drop out like and endorse me please from every from desantis from even from your mike pence Nikki Haley, well, see, that's candidate.
0: that's that's the key here's the key number one amazing pick great pick he was what uh, he was on my board at number one This is a classic dropout before Iowa candidate. He is deciding to run as a candidate, both as soft, never Trump, but also evangelical. Uh, And that would be stupid in and of itself if somebody more famous named Mike Pence isn't about to do the exact same thing. So, however strong you think Mike Pence's campaign would be, Asia Hutchinson is the Kmart version of it. So I can not see his political value being any higher than right before the way evangelical skewed Iowa caucus happens, which means he is probably DOA around there. Great pick by you.
1: Well, yeah. And, and I think the key, certainly what I was doing, and I was just like sketching out a plan for this draft last night at 3 a.m. and I couldn't sleep, um <laughs> would be like, cool. What is the like, like, when are they staying until, right? Yes. Um, uh, I, you know, he hasn't said he's running, but like, if Chris Nunu runs, he's staying until New Hampshire. Um, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, you got to think are staying until South Carolina. Until South Carolina. So, uh, but and, the and question so of they're it, until when. Is I think the benchmark for this, and I don't think Hutchinson makes the primary, no. and I don't think there's a uh, a sort of lock solid case for anybody else that they won't go to their to to their home state, which matters a lot. Uh, if you're I to believe get this sheer number of days down. I believe that Asia
0: Hutchinson will almost assuredly be introducing a presidential candidate in Iowa before yep. the caucus, thousand percent. All right. So with that, I'm glad you mentioned that because you might think Asia Hutchinson only six days into this. Larry Elder is 12 days into it. You might think, oh, okay, we'll go Larry Elder. Absolutely not. Larry Elder's in this for publicity. He will stay in forever because he can just be on his radio show saying he's running for president. So I will not go with him. Instead, the question is, No, you want to know what number one on the board, Tim Scott, I'm taking Tim Scott with my number one selection, uh, for exactly the reason that you mentioned, there's only, uh, two candidates that, you know, will absolutely go to South Carolina. It's either Nikki Haley or Tim Scott. You got to imagine that one of them will probably drop out, drop out and either endorse somebody higher on the ticket. Uh, I'm gonna go with Scott because I really don't feel like he has any lane. Like, like Nikki Haley has at least shown a little life. I don't I don't have a lot of faith in her campaign, but she announced earlier and she's gotten some traction with the like everybody needs to draw a clock every five years to be an office thing. She's she's shown a little bit of competence that could that, you know. I guess I would not be shocked if this is not an absolute coronation for Trump. If we have our is Nikki Haley for real two weeks, I don't know if I can say that for Tim Scott.
1: No, I feel like the way that black Republicans get covered means we probably will still end up getting a, like, is Tim Scott like a viable something two weeks just because especially if DeSantis isn't going to make this like super interesting, they're going to need something to talk about. Yeah. Um But so I, I completely agree. Tim Scott boxes Nikki Haley out for me as a theoretical um, pick because Nikki Haley and Tim Scott both have the same. Like, if you're doing this like a like a advanced analytics model, they both have the the same expected expiration date. Yeah, which is the day after the South Carolina primary. <laughs> but Tim Scott's announcing what next week, two weeks from now. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's already announced- he's already got
0: it on the board.
1: Yeah, Nikki Haley announced two and a half months ago. So that's just two and a half months of points you're not going to get back. No, it's a great, it's a great pick. I think that's, I think that was pretty clearly one two. Um, and then we just gotta. Now it gets a little bit harder. It does. Because now the choice becomes: Do I take? Do I take somebody who you know might run? But then I risk, you know, the two hundred and fifty points. Do I get a little bold? What am I? By the way, do? As, as we
0: mentioned earlier on this podcast, a uh, uh, Glenn Youngkin kind of doing the hokey pokey, saying no, and then and then pushing back and saying maybe. So uh, there there might be. He said, I mean, this is the most delicious idea. Glenn Youngkin saying he's not going to run for president this year <laughs> meaning he would only leave himself eight days between new year's a day and the expected iowa caucus date of january 8th so that that could be an eight-day campaign that would be a amazing terrible candidate draft
1: yeah the problem is is that one like i haven't like really dug into it but it doesn't really look like the chances of a legislative sweep in Virginia look that fantastic. Um, I think both chambers are like toss up to slightly tilting democratic from the people I've looked at. Um, so like this wave of like, Oh, I, I, I take control of Virginia and then I run for president. doesn't seem likely. And two, it's eight days. So I don't think like at the end of the day, we saw Abrams try to do a thing, a version of this. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Vivek Ramaswamy. Damn it. Um Damn
0: it. Ah I wanna so
1: I have I have conflicting opinions. I have conflicting opinions about this. And one of my opinions is he might just go on forever and just cause he needs the name recognition, or he might drop out in October, do a joint rally with Trump, and get the like full Trump seal of approval, which Trump's already said like kind of nice things about him before. Yeah. Um and he all like he is very clearly in the I am trying to do a version of the P Buttigieg, which is go from nothing to cabinet job. And it might be easier for him, especially if he's mostly self-funding, which I he is. Um so- might just be easier to pull the shoot in in September, get go to Trump. Go be a surrogate for him and, you know, have, you know, get that good vibes. And, you know, maybe you get a counter job or you run for something lower, wherever that where's even from, I believe,
0: California. But then again, this is like the Yang thing. Everybody just kind of assumed he was from California. and He was from New York.
1: No, he's from Ohio.
0: Vivek is.
1: Oh, yeah. Born in, born in Cincinnati.
0: Born in Cincinnati. Look at that. Uh, great pick. My only comp was, was it was more Yang than, than Buddha judge. Although you can make the argument that Yang was trying to do the same thing that Buddha judge was doing. He was just not as good at it. Uh, and it led him to just kind of writing books in a, in a mailing list. Um, I do think this Vivek has a tremendous worth to the Trump campaign obviously prizes people on television and vivek loves being on television he would be a righteous sword for whoever he endorses in terms of just doing a crap ton of press uh i could see this happening sooner rather than later i think i think vivek wants to get on the trail like like when when the trail actually heats up i think he'll want to do all the Iowa, you know, uh steak fries and and stuff like that, all those speeches, but I could see this wrapping up for him pre New Hampshire or on New Hampshire. I mean if I if I was looking at Yang as my comp for that and Yang crapped out in uh uh, uh New Hampshire. So that is that is an excellent pick. I I mean, he here's the thing we got Pence on the board. we've got Sununu on the board and my 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 high risk high reward pick is pence because I feel like this can go really bad, really fast for Pence. I feel like it can. You know, that that would be a post Iowa knockout and he hasn't announced yet. Um, so you want to know what? I'm going to do it. I'm pulling the trigger. Former Vice President Mike Pence is my second pick.
1: So logical. I'm going to make a counterpoint, though. I think he's going at very least to South Carolina. And I think he's going to Super Tuesday because super tuesday high concentration of southern states and that's where his religiosity sort of bible thump and stuff is going to play well and if he can get third in iowa take it to south carolina everyone knows south carolina going to be a bit of a disaster for him cuz there's the two south carolinians on the ballot um yeah i think he i think he takes it to you know alabama mississippi etc which are like super tuesday states North Carolina, and then drops out, which he hasn't announced yet, but like I think Pence has the best chance to get thirteen percent and just kind of hang around. He'll have good connections, you know he'll he'll inherit I think a lot of the Ted Cruz ground game, which was very useful in Iowa, yeah, and I think the chances of him doing like a better than expected in Iowa. And parlaying that into at least testing the the waters um, is interesting. Oh, I
0: am. I very much believe he has a possible shot in Iowa. My point is, if he does not like I don't think that he can Joe Biden in Iowa and then move on and survive just because of how much the evangelical crowd matters in Iowa in a way that like, yes, it doesn't matter again until super Tuesday until those Southern states. But where we stand right now in may of 2023, we think of that month and a half between or, or two months between Iowa and super Tuesday as two months. When that is happening, the noise is going to be, so loud, the pressure is going to be so intense that if he does have a failure to launch in Iowa, then I I just don't think that he makes it to Super Tuesday. I, I don't I don't think that he makes it past South Carolina. And so now I'm basically just betting on the idea that he announces late enough that this pays off for me.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a fair. That's a fair point. I think the, I think the higher risk, higher reward play is, uh, Christian Nunu, because I think there's a very decent chance he just doesn't run.
0: Well, that's, that's um, why I had to stay away. I can't like, I get, I can't, I can't go with the guy who very clearly could have been a Senator, right? Like would have been a very, would, would have had a good shot to beat uh, Maggie Hassan last fall. Doesn't do it. Now is flirting and is on the Sunday shows talking about leadership, blah, 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 anti-Trump kind of, I guess, scoping out the is there going to be a full throated never Trump Republican candidate in this race, which right now there's not, uh, you know, looking and and testing the waters. But he seems a little bit too wishy washy for me to make a make a pick, knowing that there's a 250 day penalty on the other end if he just does what he's already done once and said,
1: eh, I don't want to do it. Right. And the other thing is, is that like he's a he's not pulling great in New Hampshire either. Right. This isn't a this isn't like a a, a Jed Barlin the West Wing thing where it's like <laughs> well, if he runs, he's like guaranteed to win New Hampshire. Uh, like I don't think he's gar- like he's not guaranteed to win New Hampshire. He's not a favorite to win New Hampshire against Trump. With this primary electorate i don't think no. um which which severely changes the calculus and do you want to go out do you want your last act in politics to be like losing your home state by 30 to a new yorker that eh, doesn't seem like a thing that Christine is gonna want so here's yeah. my like really bold five alarm fire hot take for you
0: all right here we go final pick It's time for your update brought to you by takepoliticsseriously.com. Again, takepoliticsseriously.com is where you go to not only support this show, but you get bonus episodes. I know for some of you guys you are already hearing ads on our free feed. However, I'm letting you know right now the political ads are coming. We have opted into all of them on all parties. So you are likely going to hear political ads going forward. Now, for me, that that might actually be a, a positive. I might actually keep on a free feed. So I know for many of you, you don't want to hear it. Well, the good news is for only a dollar every single week, you can get an ad-free feed. That is about as cheap as it gets. And it is inflation-resistant. If you would like two bonus episodes each and every week, well, I got an even better deal for you. All you got to do is give me $3 a week, you get two bonus episodes. Bing bong! Come on, man. You're basically, you are. You're you're doubling your content. You get two in the free feed, two on the Patreon feed. That is four days a week. Nothing but straight content. With that being said, here are your updates. Mitch McConnell says the Senate GOP will stay out of debt ceiling talks. McConnell is empathetic during his Tuesday... Empathetic. Emphatic. I guess he's also empathetic to, uh, <laughs> to, to to his House colleagues. But he's emphatic during his Tuesday press conference that there will be no debt limit solution to be found in the Senate and that he is fully behind Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House. McConnell made reference to the 2011 debt limit crisis, which ended with him and then Vice President Biden clinching an agreement on spending caps and raising the debt limit. But this time... It's different, McConnell said, because the House was able to coalesce around a bill that Republicans believe could jumpstart negotiations with the White House. Quote, if you look at the House, what they accomplished was a surprise to everyone given the various factions. They are having achieved an outcome it should be clear that the administ- to the administration that the Senate is not a relevant player this time. Boy, howdy. That's Punchbowl's reporting, by the way. That means that the Republicans, shockingly, are not in disarray considering all the the element that went into finding kevin mccarthy as their speaker it does appear that the gop seems to have gotten at least a little bit of their yaya's out the dems have been on their back heels they weren't able to toxify the bill in the house It still seems like the branding on it, at least in terms of the political reporting and press, is more about the fact that this will get us closer to a debt ceiling resolution than it is it being a recipe to ruin America. That's what the Democrats want. And now Mitch McConnell says "Ah, it seems like it's working. You know, cocaine Mitch is going to take his line all the way out the door. The Fed has raised interest rates 0.25%, amid political pushback. The Reserve approved another quarter point, uh, a quarter percentage point interest rate increase, and signaled that it could be done lifting rates after that. Now that's a bit of a, a bit of a, a sop to some of the political pressure. The decision on Wednesday marked the Fed's tenth consecutive rate increase aimed at battling inflation while bringing its benchmark federal funds rate to a range between 5 and 5.25 that is a 16 year high so let's get to this political pressure a group of top progressives that uh, top progressive democrats led by senator elizabeth warren bernie sanders Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, and Representative Pramila Jayapal of Washington, Brendan Boyle of Pennsylvania, and Katie Porter of California warned earlier this week that the Fed's monetary strategy of more rate hikes could trigger a recession, throw millions out of work, and crush small businesses. Of course, the reason why the Fed is raising rates is because of inflation. Will the Fed stop raising rates before inflation gets to their desired target of 2% year-on-year? We're not really close to that now. That is the question going forward. And we have a new political ad here for you. The National Republican Senatorial Committee slams Joe Manchin on his Inflation Reduction Act U-turn. Let's play that audio right now.
1: Joe Manchin wrote
0: Biden's green energy bill, putting West Virginia jobs at risk, and bragged about it. Do you regret voting for that massive spending bill?
1: No, not at all.
0: As far as the Inflation Reduction Act will be the most transformative bill that we've ever had. Then, his poll numbers tanked, so Manchin's changing his tune. I would vote to repeal my own bill. Manchin stood with Biden, not West Virginians. Tell Joe Manchin, we won't forget. Now, the Republican Senatorial Committee is currently undecided, although there is more influence by Mitch McConnell, who is with the, centership, the, the Senate Leadership Fund, that is backing Jim Justice and not Mooney, who will face him in the primary. And that's fine. Look, Joe Manchin's an easy mark. He is trying to pivot more to the center he got a thing done. I think he feels a little bit burnt that he tried to make sure that the inflation reduction act was called the inflation reduction act. It in large part was a climate bill. And now the Democrats are just out saying it's a climate bill. That's bad for him. He doesn't want that. So I do think he's trying to bite back at the democratic party. I tend to think he's on his way out. Joe Manchin has sworn to never lose a political race again. So it'll be interesting to see what his decision is on the Senate. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I do want you to do one thing. Now Governor Jim Justice of West Virginia, who is now an announced senatorial candidate, has a dog named Baby Dog. I want you to Google... Jim Justice, Baby Dog. This is going to be the talk of the 2024 election. Baby Dog Mania is going to run wild. You're going to hear a lot about Baby Dog. So just know who told you to look up Baby Dog first. Your boy. And you can support at TakePoliticsSeriously.com. ad free feed for a buck a week. Double your podcast. Podcasts. For three bucks a week. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Take politics seriously. Dot
1: Desantis you is my go third pick.
0: Ron DeSantis, Desantis for your third pick. You said you hinted that th- we were not done talking about Ron Desantis and indeed we are not. This this is uh uh wow. Wow. Now obviously look, the red flags for for this draft are all over the place. Uh it would not be shocking. We've already seen uh a uh, little hints and rumors that maybe he doesn't run. We have already seen that 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 maybe this is uh, uh, something that he that he takes a step back from. But you believe not only will he get in, he will get in, and he will exit quick. Which I don't think if he gets in, he ex- ex- uh, 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 exits quick. I think he almost assuredly would want to get to Florida uh, before before he left. So please explain your pick, Mister Scribshaw.
1: I'm going to paint a picture of a presidential candidate, right? Well, hyped going into the beginning of the primary cycle, had a tendency to, you know, go viral on social media and on the political, on the news network of their political persuasion. Okay. Has a lot of connections and sort of is being talked about as in the right lane, not as ideological as some of the more extreme people but certainly no moderate or centrist. Okay. Do you know who I'm describing? Cause I'm not describing Ron DeSantis. Well, I am. I'm describing Kamala Harris. And the thing about Kamala Harris in 2020, she didn't make it through December. She didn't have the money when push came to shove. Yeah. And she didn't have the organization and the primary sort of moved on from her. She had her moment. Yes. It went Big and she launch. Get it back. She was it she was nearly tied for a little bit after the after the first debate and whatever. DeSantis is a shit debater. He got taken to the woodshed by Andrew Gillum like which I'm not saying is like whatever, but doesn't imply that he's going to be able to rally this in a debate. Nothing about this campaign looks like it's competent. And the thing is, what's more embarrassing for Ron DeSantis? And what's more embarrassing for Ron DeSantis 2028, which is what this really ends up being about, right? And what the sort of come to Jesus conversation is about Kamala became VP because she dropped out in December. She dropped out in December. She made peace with Joe Biden and she figured and she and she made the plan for herself to be the to be the likeliest next nominee. Right. What's Ron DeSantis's best chance of being the nominee in twenty twenty eight, which is what this is all going to come down to at the end of the day. Is it going to Florida, losing your home state, getting embarrassed and ending your political career? Or is it pulling out in November, letting Mike Pence and Nikki Haley and whoever else, Rick Scott, come in, split the vote, Trump gets up to like sixty, sixty five percent, and being like, eh, wasn't a land for me, I'll run again next time. I look, I think you are I think you people are-, are massively underestimating the chance that he pulls shoot because pulling a shoot is less embarrassing than the kinds of results that he's on track for, not especially given how bad he's doing in Iowa, and New Hampshire right now,
0: not on this podcast, my friend on this podcast, we theorize that this all could lead up to a, a finger poke of doom situation wherein Ron DeSantis lays down and is the vice president. The only thing I would say to that line of thought, Is if it is as clear to us right now in May that that's the situation, why start up a campaign? Why run it all? You can get there today with less of a drag on whatever your relationship with Trump is if you just say, you want to know what? I saw your weird ad that was basically written in your diary, Trump, that you're running in Iowa about how I'm a very bad boy for even thinking about running against you. I have thought better. Indeed, I will continue to read my children your autobiography. Uh, let's be friends. Like, why doesn't he just do it now? Why does he run at all?
1: Because he has to, because he's hired people, because people need something to do. And he ha- like he has to run. He has to run because he's, he's basically choreographed that he's going to run. And also, like, the GOP doing a logical thing is like, yeah, okay, I also could have told them that, you know, um, overturning Roe v. Wade three months before, four months before, uh, you know, a, uh, a midterm election wasn't going to be helpful. But for some reason, they thought that was a good idea. Well, I mean, so,
0: the, 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 the- Or, or Lindsey
1: Graham announcing a national abortion. The, there we go. Yes. Yeah, the, the, court, the, the
0: court doing what they're, like, what the, the Republicans have said they wanted the court to do forever is one thing where I, where I, I do call political malpractice malpractice is acting like you're surprised when it happens and acting like you have no idea what to do afterward. That is, you know, when, when, yeah. when Nancy Mace is your voice of reason on this, uh, uh, there is a void of leadership on this topic.
1: Yeah. And the other, I mean, the other thing is like the 250 day penalty, like it, it, like who who am I taking that A doesn't have a pretty substantial risk? Like the the thing about DeSantis is like if he like worst case scenario he's not going to be in the primary for substantially longer than 250 days. And who else do we like really feel confident is actually going to run? Right, Chris knew don't feel great. And, uh, is Rick Scott really going to like? Hell is no! Is he vain? No. no, like we all know he wanted to, but like he's just gonna stay in Florida and run for. <laughs> I
0: mean, look, if, 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 we're, if we're if we're gonna say that Ron DeSantis is an uninspiring public speaker, then Rick Scott is uh, a, a static symbol a static noise on an old CRT television. Like there is nothing there nationally for Rick Scott.
1: Right, and the other thing is that like, Cruz is running for his Senate seat again. Pompeo didn't run for some reason after basically choreographing that he was like, yeah, Larry Elder's definitely going to Super Tuesday just because that's when California is so like he's, when not he does particularly it, Matt, he's not
0: running a real campaign, right? Also he's, that it's a it's a radio stunt. He might as well be, you know, suspended from a crane uh, over top of the state fair. It's it's not a real thing.
1: Right. So like, who else do I feel great about that isn't Ron? Not like who isn't Ron DeSantis? I mean, I don't know. I We can, we can break the rules and just have you take like an RFK junior. <laughs> if you want, But like, who do you feel great about that's left?
0: Uh, I'll tell you who I feel great about. I feel great about Nikki Haley being a terrible candidate. And I'm going to take her. Uh, if we are going. I don't think Tim Scott has much of a lane, but I do think that Nikki is essentially running for a a, a Trump cabinet position as of now. And and I I would not be shocked if there is a. Oh, she's running for VP or VP. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Trump wants to wants to have a woman. Uh, so yeah, no, I think I think that's that's what she's doing. Uh, uh, and she's doing a pretty good job of it so far. Uh, you have not seen Trump really attack her. Uh, this is, I I believe, something that if this turns into coronation sooner rather than later, then she is somebody that drops out within the first, I mean, like around South Carolina. Uh, I mean, because you got to figure, right? So if we know that Tim Scott and Nikki Haley are probably going to drop out around then, I would not be shocked if the one that's doing worse than the other one drops out before especially if there is a lot let, let's say DeSantis does rally and and this is a Trump DeSantis thing going into South Carolina if Tim Scott is running fourth fifth and and Nikki Haley is running third I would not be shocked if Tim Scott drops out before South Carolina or Nikki Haley or reverse the roles that that one of them drops out before so I am I'm am putting all of my chips here in on 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 the South Carolina duo of Tim Scott and Nikki Haley flanking Mike Pence as my roster.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good call. Um, the problem is, I almost feel like DeSantis isn't going to be credible enough that either Scott or Haley really feel the impetus to like bail and get in the endorsement game because i feel like we're gonna walk into south carolina with trump holding a 25 point lead in the you know rcp but if if that's the case
0: i mean we we see how endorsement hungry trump is now right do you think that that he's going to have any patience for people legging it out no he's going to want to uh, assemble pangea
1: immediately yeah fair enough i mean the the thing is, you don't have a better choice, realistically. No, the only problem is we that, that she is she is
0: a uh, Mrs. Irrelevant here in our in our yeah. Group.
1: the the only The only question is, um, she's she's been in for a little while now, hasn't she? She has. We are at 70 she's gonna, days. She's going to break two fifty. I wonder if the move. I wonder if the move from a I mean it's absolutely bad from like a you know good content on podcast perspective, <laughs> but just from a competitive standpoint. Maybe just taking Ted Cruz would have been a better idea. Who's like absolutely not running? Just take your two fifty because she's just presumably gonna be in for more.
0: Maybe but we do that's need how, to that's maybe how
1: broken my brain is that I think this way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe the uh that that would mean we need to up the penalty then. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, like let's, it's, it's it's in good fun. Let's um, let's let's
0: let's let's up the penalty to three hundred.
1: Sure. Um, can I get a Can I get an RFK Junior takeoff, please? Because let's go. I, yeah. I, how many people who are currently saying they they either like have a favorable view of RFK Junior <laughs> or are voting for him do not remember which Kennedy this is? right? How many of them think it was the kid who was a congressman for like four terms? Like, no one actually remembers that he's the anti nutter. okay? It's just Kennedy? Oh, he's probably good. Boom. Sure. I have a favorable opinion. Don't remember which Kennedy? These people don't remember anything. Americans as a country are not going to have defined opinions about the fail son kennedy <laughs> they're just gonna remember him as one of the f- kennedys and this idea that like the national review is writing an argument uh you know writing that you know uh that rfk jr shows the democratic party's problem with science get out of here shut up it's oh he's a kennedy yeah
0: yes good enough i mean number one this is a lament that has been made from Hubert Humphrey on <laughs> that. There are too many Kennedys and they have too much name recognition from 1960. We have heard people complain about the name recognition, the unfair name recognition of the Kennedy family and the democratic party. And that was before he got elected president and before he got shot, JFK got shot and became a hero before RFK got shot and, and cemented even further this tragic element of democratic lineage. RFK Jr. is the Facebook candidate and Marianne Williams is the TikTok candidate of Biden resentment. They are buckets for which Biden resentment is pouring in. I don't think it will particularly last. Now, whether or not the Democratic Party has a science problem I'll leave that up to everybody at home to fill out their kits on exactly you know uh, what is science and whether or not you know it is it is a problem. I I will say that uh, RFK RFK Junior. proof of it though. Well, I mean, like I don't know. I mean, I, 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 if you were looking at totally from a demographics point of view, and you were just saying of voters who say science is very important to me. Uh, and identify as Democratic, is RFK Jr. disqualifiable because of it? I would agree with you. I don't believe that anybody, that a, a large majority of the people who would say, yeah, RFK's fine, are aware of the fact that he has essentially just made his bones as an anti vaxxer for the last two decades. That he was right. like old school and we're talking not COVID anti-vax. We are no, talking no, no. about like
1: go, like go, uh, Jenny McCarthy, like like yeah. level
0: uh, Andrew Crazy Wakefield kid. anti-vax. Like the 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 MMR vaccine gives you autism anti-vax like that. Yeah. That's what he's been doing for the last two decades. I, I think that there is an existential element of for real Joe Biden in the Democratic Party. I do think that the party will regurgitate and and get it down. But that that bubbling right now has two faces and it's Marion Williamson and uh, a RFK Jr. I don't think that it's serious, uh, but I do if think you listed
1: that- me as a presidential candidate, I'd get 80 percent. Yeah. Like yeah. Democrats just want something that isn't like there's a segment of, of Democrats who, you know, either don't like Joe Biden. Are kind of just mifted him for various reasons who will vote who, who realistically will get over themselves by the yes. time primary day shows up let alone by the general election who are just kind of who are just reaching for a thing Kennedy eh, he's probably not that crazy go with it right <laughs> the, the, just, just the fundamental idea that a large number of Americans can remember the Kennedy family tree I do not believe There are too many branches and then too many branches off of branches and too many divorces and then too many like remarriages. And like, there's also the branch of the Kennedy's that don't take the Kennedy name anymore. Yeah. Who's like the kid was at the 2020 convention. Who's probably going to run for office in 15 years, but like he's still a Kennedy and I can't really remember who, like where that branch comes from too many kennedy's no one remembers the branch. No, no one remembers the tree anymore they're just seeing kennedy and being like sure why not that's all it is well can we just admit this yeah
0: oh i mean trust me i i, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I have i have a deep 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 well of, of understanding <laughs> you know a uh, 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 frustration amongst <laughs> kennedy name recognition uh that being said this one's easy right like he's rfk jr I guess if you remember RFK, that's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, no,
1: I remember that lineage at least. But like, yeah, I like, but just like the family. It was Jack, but, like, Jack, no and, one Jack, be-
0: and Bobby, and Bobby yeah. had a kid,
1: and and the kid uh, uh, wishes he wasn't vaccinated, or maybe he wasn't. Who knows? Yeah, but here's the thing: how many people? How many people? How many people got JFK Jr. and RFK Jr. confused, and were like, "Isn't RFK Jr. dead?" Well, spoiler I mean, alert, oh, no, I, I had I, that moment when he announced he was running for president. And then I'm like, no, JFK Jr. is the one that's dead and people think he's coming back to life.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. was the QAnon prophecy, right? <laughs> Look, he is back. Uh, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know how much the modern Democratic electorate even really knows the difference between Jack and Bobby at all. Like I, I, I would be curious to ask a bunch of people, you know, hell email into the show, the young American at gmail.com. Uh, uh, are you aware that two different Kennedys were shot dead uh, uh, as they were running for president? That, that there, it wasn't just one. I, I, I would not be surprised if there were a lot of people who were like, Oh yeah, no, there was the Kennedy and he got shot.
1: Yeah, and then also fun question: How many what what percentage of modern Democrats um, have a sense knowledge of what when I say the word uh, Chappaquiddick? Well, jeez, like, yeah, I, well, because like because that's just the like that's just the thing that's sort of fallen out of that's just kind of fallen out of the 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 history when it comes to Dad Kennedy, and it's like. Too many goddamn Kennedys. <laughs> like I had a fun, I had a fun question. I was texting somebody um this morning before I came on, and I said, Do you remember which Kennedy which Kennedy, Joe Kennedy the third, is the grandson of? Texted three people. I got three different answers. It's Bobby, I think, right? It's Bobby. I think he's RFK's grandkid. Yeah, he's Bobby's. Yeah. Yeah. But like no one knows. It's just one of the Kennedys. That's all it is. They've all just melded together into nothingness. I just needed to get the stake off before I yeah. off no Joe
0: Kennedy the third losing that primary. Uh why did he all, all, run? All, all I could imagine is just the force ghost of Joe, Bobby, and Jack just like, you know, s- spitting on the ground. <laughs> like, like that it's... is that is a sad, sad state of what used to be one of the most ruthlessly efficient political machines in American political history. Like they were brutal, brutal. And now it's just, you know, sick uh, legacy fail sons, just tarnishing, tarnishing the name.
1: Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, I I almost thought he was going to win just because it's like, you can't be stupid enough to try and primary a sitting senator if you're not like really confident you're going to win. Although Ed Markey running this like ex- like pretending to be like in the squad and then just <laughs> reverting back to being just your median Democratic senator. One of the funniest bits I've seen in a Although long time. <laughs> Also,
0: one of the most Massachusetts things that's ever happened. Right. Well, of course. <laughs> like yeah. just pretending that you're way more pretending that you're Berkeley until you remember that you are Wister.
1: Yep. No, that was, that was a great primary. Great, oh, good great time waster in the summer of 2020.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Scrimshaw. Where can people find you?
1: Uh... NFL NHL and soon to be returning political betting content over at the lines.com. I have a substack stack scrimshaw unscripted. Substack.com. Uh, that's mostly been Canada these days, but once your primary actually ramps up, it will definitely be primary coverage. Um, there'll be some Kentucky and Louisiana and Mississippi coverage at some point um, as well. Um, buy my book salvation, the storm, follow me on Twitter at East @scrimshaw. Um, yeah. There we go. Hang out. Any I, any I any hang big, out. Uh, I'm just live tweeting hockey games at night now. Any
0: big uh, uh sports takes? Did you did you see the uh the the Panthers upset of the Bruins coming?
1: Um didn't shock me just because like the no one no one who has the best record in hockey ever wins the title. Like yeah. three one seeds or one seed equivalents uh have ever won have have won in the Stanley in the salary cap era in hockey, like what happens a lot of times is the team is lights out from October to February. They start playing like a slightly above five hundred team. They have the best record. They're not playing the best hockey. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be round two against Toronto. I not not shocked by it. I happy Lamar Happy Lamar got his money though. Feel like feel like that was a <laughs> feel feel like that was a sort of like underrated thing of like, no, he actually just like won. And a lot of people will not admit they were wrong because that's not Twitter doesn't incentivize it. But like a whole lot of people who had extremely like, who were like extremely confident that Lamar was being an idiot. Like he got his money guys.
0: Yeah. I I was disappointed because I'm a Steelers fan and I wanted him out of the division because he's terrifying. Um, I, I think he does deserve, he does deserve a lot of credit. Like a, you know, if, if you know, we are we are in a world now where we and and trust me, if you're on Twitter, get ready for a lot of solidarity forever memes with this writer strike on here, because the only way to get writers from Hollywood more on Twitter is to tell them they can't work. Uh, but he was the only person standing up for the labor of that league and saying, look, yeah, one owner was dumb enough to give an insane contract. I am everything that that player is in Deshaun Watson without the baggage. Give me the money. Why aren't you giving me the money? And the answer of course from the Ravens was uh, uh well because that is a stupid idea and the Browns should have never done it and the argument is uh solid, right? The Browns are stupid and they did do a dumb thing. But still, I I understood his push to uh uh to 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 go for it and at the end of the day, while I would have preferred he be traded somewhere where I my team didn't have to face him twice a year, uh, I'm I'm glad that he got the the next best thing, which was what the 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 five percent upgrade over the Jalen Hurts contract,
1: right? Which will end up being a ten percent reduction on what uh, Justin Herbert ends up getting, yeah, because um, that's just how NFL contracts work all the time. But no, that's that's really my take. Just follow me on Twitter. Um, I mostly. Do- post to bed sports there at night. So, uh,
0: all right. Uh, well, thank you so much, man. I will talk to you soon.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me. Politics,
0: politics. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, politics, politics is written and recorded by me, Justin Robert Young for dog and pony show audio in Austin, Texas. Show was edited by Brett Stewart. Say Thank you to Evan Scrimshaw, px3guest.com, letter P, letter X, number three, guest.com. By the way, just for the record here, these are the final picks. Scrimshaw has selected Asia Hutchinson, Vivek Ramashwamy, and Ron DeSantis. Justin has selected Tim Scott, Mike Pence, and Nikki Haley. Any candidate that does not officially announce that they are running for president, it is an automatic 300-day penalty. The awful candidate draft is now official and in the books. If you would like to submit who you believe should have been drafted, you can do so, theyoungamerican at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, PX3Tweets is for the show. Justin R. Young is for me. You can find me live on the internet px3live.com and share this podcast with your friends, family and clergy px3podcast.com. Support this show with a one-time donation. You're like, "Hey, look, I love the show. I want to support you. I just don't like recurring stuff and Patreon gives me the willies. I heard from a friend that it was haunted." I just want to send you a just can I just send you cash? You can. You can, friend. Don't worry. Leave this anxiety behind. Find absolution by going to paypal.me slash payjury. Just give me $3, you know? And I will say thank you. Probably not via email because PayPal's weird. But I will audibly in my office say thank you. How about Venmo? Justin-Young-20. I'll be on the, uh, I'll be walking around the streets of Austin. You do that. Justin-Young-20. Venmo money isn't even real, okay? okay? I learned that in science class. I'll say thank you. Cash app? Are you a cash app person? Going back and forth with your friends at some hip Korean barbecue paying each other in cash app? You're listening to this right now? You're like, I'd like to send Justin Robert Young $3 in a cash app. $1 for each name he has. PX3 Cash is what you need to do. Or you can send me something in the mail. My P.O. Box is P.O. Box fifteen thirty one eighty four Austin, Texas 78715 course the only way you can get our bonus content is by going to takepoliticsseriously.com three dollar tier gets two bonus episodes per week covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule and our ten dollar tier gets your name right at the end of the show like these fine folks in the titanic ten dollar tier jason andres matt john gross c garcia matthew t Elbaso, john craig potts mc dradio bugs life Unsafe DB level, Katie, Amanda, Yeo, Pinball, Shop, dp 4 Bongo, Neemeister, Catherine, Todd, and Vogloria Young for King of the New World Order. Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile, Runner, Idris, Lanian, Bluefront, and the Lanina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic Terran, Molly's dashing debut, Miranda, Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul is awesome. Brad, Richard, just another pilot. Middle-aged Mike, who loves Frank, got abducted. Utah, Jimmy, Montana, the Gen, A, L, D, L, D, L, D, really? Chopper, Andrew, and Joshua. Friends, just that simple. Head on over there, takepoliticsseriously.com. That wraps it up for this week's shows. We'll be back next week. We got campaign ads coming out. I might have to do a little preview or a little breakdown of Colin Allred, who uh, is officially announced now running against Ted Cruz. I liked his debut ad. They're trying to run an actual normie in Texas. The Democrats. I like a normie. I like people in California not liking the candidate <laughs> in terms of electoral Efficiency, I like it. I like it. We'll see. Maybe we'll do it next week. Until then, though, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying. Some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more talk about politics. But this is the only show that cares talk about all oh, three.